Miles Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I really just don't even know. To be honest, I'm just here. Uh, right. I'm just, so. I'm just, I just turn the mic on and whatever happens, happens. Right. So I have a read this week. Hey y'all, this is Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kid Fury. <laughs> and this is where you not. Um, hey y'all. I'm what I wanna be. People have no idea what this is. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we listening like... to a podcast called The Read <laughs> with host Crystal and Kid Fury. Um and people, people are like, wait, is this a read or is it classic? <laughs> we sound nothing like them. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're aware. Right. Um, but I have a read this week. So you're a teacher. You teach. But I thought you said my teacher. I was like, what did no. Taylor do this? <laughs> no. How does he know what he did? But in addition to be to being a teacher, you're also a musician who has common sense. So you're gonna so so just just with that just being that when your teacher or professor instructor conductor etc when they're talking what are you not doing oh i know (laughs) we talking about the oh i was gonna say something we talking about no i'm not talking about that specifically and and, and it's gonna surprise you the how here yep yep how high up that goes okay okay so we're having we're, we're we're doing telepathy right now and people who are listening are like we're not following like, <laughs> they have, we they're it. like we haven't been following for the past two minutes <laughs> they're like we get it we're this is a conversation between two friends but also we're here too and we need to understand <laughs> so me, yeah, eastman people playing while your teacher is talking so let me tell you what happened and and so i'm in studio class and so this is narrowing it down in, t- in terms of like who this is and i know people from eastman listen to the podcast well, and i don't lean care. in and i can and if I were to say what degree program this person is in, that would also narrow it down significantly. Okay, but don't. Let's just say this person is older. Okay. Everyone in our studio was old enough to know better than to not, you know, than to do this. But this person is older, like, like in terms of like stage of life, like even like, like. Okay. <laughs> like, like, like. Like, like they got little, they got little thems running around. Oh, that old shucks. So this person is getting ready to play in studio classes. They're the very first person, and our professor walks in, um, and he's giving his opening remarks to the class, announcements for the studio, things we need to know, all that. So this guy is ding 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 on no. on the piano playing the <gasps> A and playing his A on his bass, and I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him and I'm looking at the teacher and I'm looking at our professor speaking and I'm looking back and forth and I'm like, what's not clicking? What's not clicking? Did he just say anything? No, he's not. He's not saying anything because I feel like at this point he's thinking, oh, he's going to stop <laughs> when, when he hears me continuing to speak. Um, so then the guy's pianist walks up and he's like, oh, can you give me an A so that, you know, and she's like do you want to wait until he's until he stops thinking i'm like oh surely this is it <laughs> you know <laughs> surely this is it because his, his fiance is like do you want to stop you want to you you know you want to stop or wait till he's finished talking and he says no nah, let's just do it while he's talking <laughs> 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 because I'm, 
at this point, I'm not even listening to what our professor said. Uh-huh. I'm looking at <laughs> because I was in shock and awe, both. <laughs> the fact that she gave you the perfect opportunity to not be disrespectful to the person who is literally a living legend and in <laughs> and standing up in front of this class talking, she gave you the perfect opportunity to stop being stupid and to act your age and to <laughs> and to act like you like you go to the Eastman School of Music. And stop wow. playing while this professor who's been working here for 40 plus years and has made this illustrious career for himself is speaking to a room of musicians who study under him, who want to hear what he's saying, who and he deserves to be heard in your tuning over him talking. I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> you see me looking, you see me sitting here looking dumb. I just, it had to be said. You are ridiculous. Even kids do this, and it's like, even kids shouldn't be doing it, but, you know, you tell them whatever they learn from an early age. You are, you're in, at Eastman School of Music? But it's not even, like, for me in this context, it's like, it's rude. It's just rude. It's just rude. You sound, you look and sound ridiculous. Wow. You play while the teacher's talking. And my teacher, he he's a bit of a talker, like, while you're playing, he's very involved, like, when you're playing something he'll say something in the middle of you playing and i'm so conditioned not to be playing while he's talking sometimes he'll say something while i'm playing and mean for me to keep playing and i'll stop really because i'm like i'm like i'm trying to tell you how to play keep going i'm just so conditioned (laughs) he's talking why am i playing (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. but sometimes he'll be like right uh uh-huh like you know or sing along to what i'm playing while i'm playing it and i've I've stopped a little bit because like now i know that about him but like and that i just could not believe it so i just needed everyone to know Wow. How ridiculous some people are. And how some people just never learn. In the year of our Lord, 2019. 2019. You know, I think at this point, like, you, you don't even matter. Like, y'all just <laughs> gonna keep being trifling. Ooh, Chile. So. Well, I'm glad people are still being trash. Right. So. On to the news. Because that wasn't news. Because we knew people were trash anyway. So. Well. <laughs> PSA. Whew. Alrighty. So, time to talk about the elephant in the room. Or the concert hall. Um, or not in the concert hall. Well, yeah, I'm about to say, ain't nobody <laughs> outside of the concert hall. With, right. With signs. <laughs> All right. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about um, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra potentially going on strike because, um, you know, their contract they were, uh, was on dirt. So um, I've put together this whole thing that basically gives um, a rundown from the very beginning to where we're at at this moment in time. Um, So it's kind of long and I've sprinkled in some statements. I'm not going to read all of them because some of them are just like generic, like we inform you that, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, But it all of it's in pretty much chronological order. And um, yeah, so we're just going to we're just going to go through it and stop and comment and I'm going to go right the way. Right. Because <laughs> I wanted people to know, like, I know people know that CSO is on strike, but just to know, like, the details of yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on. Because you see, like, there's been so much press on this. You can't possibly read everything. I know I didn't read off 15, 20 articles. I read about five or six. Mm-hmm. But um, just to get all this information, make sure I wasn't up here lying, because now I'm getting a letter in the mail from CSO talking about suing me for defamation. <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all did to yourselves. Right. Y'all, you are the, one of the big five striking you have them on the street <laughs> listen some of y'all parents ain't give y'all whoopings in this show <laughs> <laughs> all right so here we go we get into it uh so where it all started 
So, uh, negotiations between the um, Chicago Symphony Orchestra musicians and um, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra Association, which after this I'm going to just refer to as the CSOA. Um, Okay, COSA. COSA? (laughs) Or SOA? (laughs) No, it's just like COSA. Chicago Orchestra Symphony Association. That actually could work. That is why we. <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing. Delaney is trash. What? I'm trash. First of all, that's what you get for drinking white grape seltzer water. What the heck? White grape? I want <laughs> I want soda without the commitment. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> What is happening before my eyes? <sighs> I just, I didn't know it was that funny. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a timing. What did I say? Continue. Give me, I need paper towel. <laughs> I bet you do. <coughs> just pass the whole roll. Pass the, pass the whole roll. Pass the whole roll. All right. So like I said, negotiations have been underway. <laughs> Uh, for 11 months. Um, and on February 13th, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra musicians, who are represented by uh, the Chicago Federation of Musicians, Local 10-208, um, that's who they're represented by, their union, um, on February 13th, they voted to authorize a strike upon the expiration of the contract, which, um, like I said in the last story, uh, expired on March 10th. Um, so after they authorized a strike, basically saying, you know, if the contract expires, then we bout it. And they were. Right. <laughs> um, the CSOA, or COSA, yep. president, <laughs> um, they released uh, um, the president. Oh, it still works, because you could be like, so it would be Kosoa. Yeah. That's cuter, though. Okay. Kosoa. <laughs> can we call it that? Kosoa? Kosoa. All right. So, Kosoa, president, <laughs> uh released a statement saying we hold the musicians of the CSO in the highest regard and are working closely with their union representatives to come to an agreement on a new contract while their current contract is among the best of the country we have offered improvements in salary and working conditions and look forward to finalizing the details with the union as soon as possible so basically they're saying y'all still at the top so I don't know why you complaining (laughs) which is what I heard that's what I heard yeah literally I was like (laughs) I was like it's like wow it's still the best in the country we're still gonna do better because y'all won't stop asking for better so um and then on march 6th um the cso music director ricardo moody um all right momo that's my dude ricky no one time time we went to go visit go to a rehearsal of those like my undergrad and he turned on he's like is the balance okay i'm like why you asking us did you imagine someone actually I, you know they about it too you don't sit your illinois state university self down <laughs> he's like is the balance okay i was just like i couldn't even move my mouth i'm like to say what no you know the second flute could be a little like what <laughs> my little flat on the <laughs> you third trumpet if you could just push it up a little thanks right mm, too far uh, too, me, me, me in the middle me, in the, in the, uh, last bass. Can you play that? Play it by yourself. I want to. I want to. Let me just hop up here on the stage. Uh, associate, sec- associate second. Uh, you won't be. Fr- Actually, won't be- can I f- switch you guys around? Because I think they they messed up. Yeah, I feel like this was a mistake. 
for like the information. The information. Can we get it? <laughs> can you, can you imagine? I just stood up. Like, Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> I, I was dying. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Uh, where it was do on I, the tip of my tongue? Uh, where do I begin? Uh, <laughs> where do I begin? <laughs> Y'all be escorted out and blacklisted from every orchestra in the country, from the tippiest of top to the community orchestra. Okay, Lisa. <laughs> oh my gosh, you said that. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> right. So, on March sixth, uh, Ricardo Moody wrote a letter addressed to the. <clears throat> Kosoa um board chair and Kosoa president which um which said the following um I am with the musicians I understand their needs and how they should be treated and the fact that they are among the best musicians in the world a crisis would damage the image of the institution right the musicians themselves the public and the entire musical world would be surprised to see the orchestra in trouble which we were I I mean it came from nowhere I know every orchestra ain't doing you know the best that they've ever done mm-hmm. but like the Chicago's right the entire musical world surprise so on march 10th for the first time since 2012 the chicago symphony orchestra musicians went on strike mm-hmm. i was like oh, yeah, baby. all right so um yeah so that's like you know the preface um and so the strike itself i'm gonna go a little bit into um so picket lines uh went up on march 11th which was the monday um after they striked uh, well, after they first went on strike, they stroke. Um, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> um, and they said that picket lines will be up daily through 8 p.m. until an agreement is reached every single day. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm too which, lazy for that. I'm like, I'll be at the house and say, y'all let me know. Maybe they do it in shifts. I'm about to say, I, I suck. I'm like, <laughs> and also other people come and picket with them and stuff. Oh. But I'm like, I wonder what's going on in Symphony Center and if anyone has crossed the picket line and how embarrassing you're not supposed well you're not allowed to cross you right? well you you can't you're not supposed to that's the whole point of it is being like we're protesting that we're workers protesting our employers please do not like pay, like go into their business and spend your money here so like if you really need something about it there then you just gotta cross it and and all of them just gonna be looking at you like wow for real i mean I'm, <clears throat> that's why i'm like i'm going inside to get my money back <laughs> that's true yeah but i was just like Cause I, cause I've seen like things where like people will pick it like Walmart or something. People would still be like, "Well, I'm getting my groceries regardless." <laughs> I'm just like, "Dang!" Wow. See where Katie is. <laughs> the union debate. All right. Um. Um. Also on March 11th, statements from each side go out. So I'm going to not read the entire statement from Kosoa, um, because it's very just like generic whatever i'll read portions like of y'all it stop complaining right that are that are important but i will read the entire statement from the musicians themselves because mm-hmm. that's the important part um so in a statement the kasoa board chair said the trustees of the cso association also known as Kasoa, <laughs> are disappointed that the chicago symphony orchestra musicians have given notice that they intend to strike after 11 months of thoughtful negotiations thoughtful? How? Okay. <laughs> it couldn't be thoughtful but we know we we know a certain type of certain type of people just love to you know discuss. yeah this is just like in <laughs> wow um this is just like, like in in terms like I said? this is like did the, I say something wrong this is was like something I said was so, it something that I said she's not letting me move on <laughs> literally poking a bear <laughs> you like that that lady who did the jaguar who went in the state. <laughs> You know what was so funny about that? When 
when Kid Fury was like, you wouldn't mind your business, and that's why you got tasted. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I fell out. Tasted. Kid Fury, every week, it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> um, I think that's just like, after thoughtful negotiations, I feel like that's like that language that you use to make it, you know, to like, make it look like, right. Yeah, to make, like, that's like the press release language yeah, that you someone, use. Yeah, someone's publicist wrote that. Um, right. It says, the board is passionate about helping ensure that our world-class city has a world-class orchestra and our commitment to the art and the artistic quality of the CSO is as strong as ever. It's one of Chicago world-class cities. <laughs> I mean, you could say that because you're from there. <laughs> I, I've never been to Chicago, so. But um, so also on March 11th, the CSO musician said, um, "Quote: There is nothing that gives us greater pleasure than performing for you. That our mission—that's our mission and our purpose. However, we cannot continue to play while the threats and demands of the CSO management imperils our musicians and the future of the orchestra." Management aims to diminish our health care benefits and end our 50-year-old pension plan, critical elements to the well-being of any orchestra. With the orchestra of Los, with orchestras of Los Angeles and San Francisco already far ahead of Chicago in the compensation packages they've crafted to keep and attract musicians, we are determined not to let Chicago fall farther behind by letting the... By letting Helen Zell, who is the um, board chair, mm-hmm. and Jeff Alexander, who is the president. Oh, they um, people. Right. They were like, you and you, <laughs> y'all not going to do this. <laughs> to letting their lead management team uh, remedy their errors by penalizing the musicians. So basically they saying, y'all messed up, so why you... Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, in the last story they were saying, y'all chose to renovate Symphony Center, y'all chose to do all this stuff, and now you're cutting our stuff because you can't afford to do but that. But that doesn't make sense. You, Why would you, out of all the places to cut... You renovate, you renovate Symphony Center so people can go to a nice new center and hear a trash orchestra. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh my god, that's what I'm telling you. you. Just need smarter people in the room. Right. Take with that what you will. <laughs> they said we would also fault their decision to spend nearly two thirds of revenues on the building and non-orchestra employees and allocate little more than one third of res- revenues to the orchestra itself. After all, it is the music that people come for, which. I mean, no lies were told. Not, not even one. Right, and I know they um, they talked a little bit about um, like the orchestras, like L.A. Phil and San Francisco Symphony. Only thing I will say is that, like we we just talked with the with the president or CEO of the San Francisco Symphony, and that they are the highest paid orchestra. But San Francisco is also the most expensive city to live in exactly. in the United States. I think everything is like relative. Yeah, it's a little bit relative because Los Angeles, although Chicago is expensive to live in, everywhere is expensive to live in. But all these are major cities and are very much up there. Mm-hmm. San Francisco and LA are like very up there. Yeah, I think in like top five. For sure, San Francisco oh, is the sure. it's the first. I don't even think if I, I mean I don't want to pick up my neck, but I can't remember if Chicago is even in the top ten expensive. Maybe it is. But I think it's at the bottom of the top ten. Mm-hmm. Chicago Chicago is reasonable to live in. I mean, it's not like <clears throat> excuse me, cheap cheap. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like, it's a big city, so there's a lot of places to live. There's places to live, and I'm also like, if you, I told you one of the members of the CSO lives down the street from me in Evanston. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and well, Evanston's not cheap to live either but you know what i'm saying like there's places so you could live yeah. you know what i'm saying where san francisco i've been there everything expensive yeah. every place it don't matter if you know you got in them, the hood they you, doubling up with their families and right, like it don't matter where you go in san francisco everywhere is expensive yeah um 
So many people have spoken out in support of the CSO musicians, including some of their Congress people. I saw the uh, represent one of the representatives uh, from Evanston was out there with them on the picket line. Okay. Um, hey, four seven stand up. Right. <laughs> uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has also uh, come out in in support of them and members of the Toronto, San Francisco, and Baltimore symphonies, and members up. of the Chicago Lyric Opera who were just on strike themselves yep. uh, last year. Um. So here's the tea. Um, so there's been a little bit of back and forth between them as far as, far as like, those were their opening statements. Like, mm-hmm. they both released those on the same day. But then after that, they released, like, you know, following statements, um, updating us along the way. So on March 15th, Kasoa president Jeff Alexander sent an email out to the musicians themselves and to the media, which technically he's not really supposed to do because it bypasses the musicians negotiation committee, which is literally in place for this specific so thing. So you're not speaking directly to the musicians. Yeah. Well, he, he, he sent them to the musicians themselves, but not the musicians designated for this. Right. So they're in the room with with them um the negotiation committee which is made up of people in the orchestra those are the people that go in the room with the union people and with the kosoa people um but instead of emailing them well this is what we're saying they're they're trying to i think they're probably trying to send it out to all the musicians so that maybe someone who doesn't feel as strongly as with you know about the strike may want to you know be like well y'all maybe we could i think that i feel like that that's what it was because you're trying to control well you're you don't want the negotiations committee to make decisions for everybody which is literally their job is to negotiate on behalf of the musicians but like i was thinking about that guy who was literally at music academy of the west that oboe player and then won principal oboe this year so like he probably like dang i just got here right and i'm happy with my with my one hundred and sixty thousand. i can't i can't i ain't gonna hold you you know i feel like that's the purpose of doing that i ain't gonna hold you once i get my little seat in the mat i ain't saying nathan you heard me i ain't saying i ain't saying not one i'm gonna sit i'm gonna sit in the back of the old section Play my little Puccini and my my business, so I can see that ain't y'all ain't slick though. Yeah, y'all, y'all not say, slick, but I ain't no snitch either. Mm-hmm. See, I'll be like, uh, if you know, twenty years from now, Katie, what you think? You know, the Met going on strike. What you think? I'll be like, we on strike this week. Why don't you ask my tax leader? What what they think about that? Um, yeah. So they released that to the musicians themselves and the media. Um, and. It says, I am writing to you today because it is important for you to understand the offer that the CSO Association um, (laughs) has made to the Chicago Federation of Musicians for your new contract. It is an offer that increases your wages, improves your working conditions, preserves your earned retirement benefit, adds a generous new retirement benefit, and maintains your excellent contract. So I'm like, something not adding up. Not one thing. Because you talk about, well, it, and it does all this. But they're, they're talking specifically about, like, their wages. It says that it increases their wages, which I will get into the details of what the numbers are on the proposal. Um but it also says it increases their retirement benefits, which is their main qualm with the proposal, is that the retirement benefits in the pension plan are nothing compared to, mm-hmm. you know, what they were. So I'm like, something I had no. Um, so the musicians union responds. Um, and they send this to their membership saying, while there are some encouraging aspects to the association's proposal, they do not come close to addressing our fundamental concerns. Ooh. I know, uh, <laughs> right? Um, they said they well, got time now. They ain't even speaking nice. <laughs> right? They ain't talking nice no more. They like so. for my last email. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. They got me black members in CSO. I think one. She probably wrote that email. <laughs> right? Because I'll be like, oh, come over here and write this. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> she bout it. Because, <laughs> listen. <laughs> because, like, it's basically saying, I mean, sure, you did all this, but it's literally nothing that we asked for. <laughs> right. But um, it also says, what remains clear is that the association is not offering wages that will keep us competitive with other major orchestras. The percentage increase in salary they propose is less than vo- virtually all other major, major orchestras. So basically, I guess it is increasing the uh, the salary, but not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, it's dropping us further behind relative to those groups and does not keep pace with inflation. They also propose to eliminate our guaranteed retirement benefit. What? and we gonna get into what that means next because i have the details of the actual proposal so this is what he listed in the email when he was like it's important for you to understand what we're proposing so um it proposes this is the association with their what they're telling what they're offering the musicians um it increases their annual base pay during the proposed contracts three seasons um by one two and three percent um for the the three seasons um so that would be increasing at one percent would be one hundred and sixty thousand six hundred and six dollars mm-hmm. um one hundred and sixty three thousand eight hundred and eighteen dollars and then one hundred and sixty seven thousand and ninety four dollars um as a base pay mm-hmm. um it also retains their current medical dental and life insurance coverage with no increase in their weekly contributions toward the cost of premiums and no reductions in the plan's features so their health care is uh, staying exactly the same, which is great. Because I, cause I, when I thought, the original story, I thought that they were cutting that kind of stuff. And I'm like, why would you cut health care? I was like, people got kids. Exactly. Like, are you kidding? Um, but it looks like all that is going to stay the same. and They're not paying any more for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where there's a discrepancy. Um, mm-hmm. It says that regarding pension, uh, the management proposes shifting from a defined benefit plan to a direct contribution plan. And basically, um, if you put in what you, whatever you put in is what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and cause you know, Lord knows this stuff like this stresses me out. I'm always calling my mama questions. Cause when I got employed, I was like, what is, what is this? I don't know what. So I had to look some of this stuff up, but he explains it. Um, but basically the challenge, he said, this is what the president said. He said the challenge with, uh, the current defined benefit plan that they've had for 50 years, um, is that the funding requirements as prescribed by the IRS have grown dramatically in recent years. Um, and they said in their specific case, um, two years ago, they were required to put in um, $803,000 to their pension fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this year, they were um, they will be required to put in $3,800,000. And projections indicate that they will have to contribute 5 to $6 million per year um, in the next several years and $36 million into the fund over the next eight years. Oh, wow. So now I'm like, that is a huge. That, that's yeah, a that's a money. lot of money. Thirty six million dollars from eight hundred and three thousand. Yeah, from eight hundred and three thousand. So this is why basically this. That's why they're cutting. They're cutting yeah, the plan. Somebody sweating. Yeah, and and because and then it's not. That's really not even in their control because the it's the IRS. Right. So it's like I mean, take, IRS gonna be like, we don't care what orchestra y'all. We could <laughs> ain't nobody coming to no concerts. Right. You know, I don't want to pay. The, ain't nobody coming. <laughs> Can you imagine going to the Chicago Symphony? You got the people from the RIRS outside talking about ain't no concert today. <laughs> they, they, they putting down the the clothes. The, <laughs> <laughs> what's that called? It was just at that restaurant over here across the street <gasps> when they when they got for tax evasion. Yeah, what is it called? What oh they? shucks, I forgot. Um, they got it like repossessed or something. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> they, they had that orange business. It was so embarrassing. They put all that orange tape across the door. Can you, you imagine, imagine that on the Symphony Hall? <laughs> we stuck. <laughs> Like nothing it's literally serious. people's livelihoods. 
future oh. employers. We don't take nothing serious. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um and the difference basically the difference between their two proposed plans is that the musicians proposal um um in their proposal the benefit the guaranteed benefit uh plan is kept um and the board of trustees uh like i said it um it transfers the investment risk to the individual member so whatever y'all put in you gonna get basically mm-hmm. like you said um, but the Chicago, uh, there's a Chicago basis and also he's a member of the negotiations committee. Um, he, and he released a statement saying management's release to the orchestra and the media also fails to mention. <laughs> right. I was like, y'all wrong. <laughs> I love it. He fed up. <laughs> fed up. He must be tenured. <laughs> he's like, listen, um, I've been here. <laughs> right. Um, he said it also fails to mention the other concessions the association continues to demand. Um, such as reducing sabbatical weeks, reducing substitute pay, and eliminating the three thousand dollar annual individual pension supplement. We won't be fooled. <gasps> That's what I was like. Oh, he bowed it. He bowed. Oh, I it. love it. Yeah, yes, sir. Right, because we won't be fooled, <laughs> sir. If you don't, Ooh, come on. Um, uh, and the reason why I picked this because first of all, the we won't be fooled. It had to be said. Oh, no. must. <laughs> what an um, icon. Who is he? Um bassist steven Lester. hey steven can i get a lesson you better ask him for a lesson <laughs> listen because he gonna he gonna get you right together he might listen here <laughs> um he gonna tell you exactly how to turn that <laughs> the reason why i have picked this is because in our last in the last time we covered this it mentioned a decrease in um what is it what do they call it a decrease in uh, working conditions and we were like <sighs> what does that even look like and and everybody get one locker. right <laughs> I was reading this and oh you gotta wheel your own stuff on tour and <laughs> um but I was reading this and all throughout I didn't hear anything about that but this sort of sheds light on it they're trying to um reduce the the amount of sabbatical weeks you could take mm. um and um and the substitute pay and you know all that kind of stuff so that's sort of the you know the differences between the two proposals and so lastly we're gonna get into the latest of like what we've heard um so all symphony uh center presents concerts and cso concerts through march 25th um have been canceled um of course this episode will go live on march 25th so we'll probably have an update by the time this comes out Mm -hmm. but as of right now they released a statement saying all all concerts between march 14th and march 25th have been canceled and i was like they gotta come with hat in hand saying sorry right yeah right you can get your money back at this number and all that yeah um and then the kasoa president and board chair have both released video statements um which i will link link in the description for y'all to watch it's about like 45 seconds each um saying what basically just saying like we dedicated to girl uh we're closer in negotiations than we were a couple months ago and even a couple days ago so hopefully that we can reach an agreement but we're still far apart and all that so i'm like dang still far apart i know they stress right because it's like we you know it's easy to sit back and be like girl just give me a little bit of money and it's only da 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 and make it fun and da 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 but like they in they they probably in those meetings from nine to five straight yeah. and it's like talking about a couple of dollars you know what i'm saying they're talking about like this moving inches you know what i'm saying i could not imagine and it's like you run this world-class orchestra every the world is watching you know what i'm saying and it's like yeah there's been so much coverage on this um 
and the Chicago Symphony Orchestra uh, musicians have created a Facebook page called Musicians of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, which you can, uh, you know, like and go and see updates on this. And they've also been organizing some free concerts mm-hmm. um, in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago, go see CSO for free. Um, right. But let me, this at March 25th, these, these musicians ain't about it because um, I told you, I just saw one because we were just talking about it before we, we uh, started recording about um them doing these free concerts and like you have to reserve your spot or whatever but um all the yeah from the heart of the orchestra because i I think this is important when i saw this i was like oh that's so nice because it's like they want you to know like like this is their livelihood this Mm -hmm. is not looks like this is not them just being at the top and wanting more money because Mm -hmm. one thing one thing that you have to realize is like yeah like we're talking about a base pay of one hundred and sixty thousand dollars like that's the amount of money i couldn't even like yeah imagine that's a base pay like you win your job and that's the that's where you start yeah i couldn't even it's the Im- least you can make i couldn't even imagine that but it's also like think about how much you have to like sacrifice to get to that hundred sixty seven. you're one of the top musicians in the world mm-hmm. and your the instrument that you play the the loans you paying back for the conservatories that you have to go to to get there the the music festivals the the teachers that you have to pay three hundred dollars an hour for the the the, pe- the musicians you took um in the orchestra lessons you took with people in the orchestra to get that job like this is a huge like this is not no your everyday like you want a job down you know and there's nothing wrong with that either i'm just saying like this is like yeah on monday march 25th they're having um a special concert that's uh egmont uh beethoven seven and um uh, mozart clarinet concerto so hopefully at the end of this um this concert they got it's gonna be the last concert they do like this mm-hmm. and hopefully um they can reach an agreement yeah so um i'll be linking i'm not gonna link like the individual articles that i use because there was a, quite a few of them but they actually have a uh, they also have a website um that the musicians made themselves they have a website and on that website there is a um a page that's completely dedicated to the press coverage of this mm-hmm. so there is so many articles on this page um so they're just collecting all of them and putting them on that page so i'll link that so you can see all the articles i use and many more so um next i have some sad news i don't know if you heard about this but um a um young man who was uh a student at usc uh he was a jazz drummer was unfortunately uh he was shot and killed in a robbery near usc no i didn't hear about that yeah um yeah young black boy named uh victor mcelhaney i hope i'm saying his last name uh correctly but um he was 21 years old um and he was shot and killed in an apartment robbery attempt um about a mile from usc um, on march 10th yeah um uh he was um he was a student at i want to say cal state um sorry i'm losing it here in this article and I don't want to get it incorrect. Um, uh, Cal State East Bay. Um, he was a, a a student there, and he transferred to USC. Um, and, and he was a jazz studies major and and drummer. Um, and he was also an active member in USC's Center for Black Cultural and Student Affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he um his his previously he was um an instructor at the Oakland Public Conservatory of Music, which is where he's from. He's from Oakland. Um, and you know, so many people have 
you know come out of course offering their condolences to his parents mm-hmm. and um and and just saying what a great guy he was including his professor and you know classmates and that kind of thing and um yeah i actually learned about this from my friend who was friends with him because oh, wow. they went to a summer music festival for berkeley college of music and she goes there now mm-hmm. but you know he ended up going here but yeah she was like oh my god we went on a road trip together and he was just so sweet and like everything of course everything you're hearing about him was just like how how helpful he was and how much like how dedicated he was to what he did and and, and helping others and like so yeah it was really uh really sad um but of course i offer i offer my condolences to his family and everybody who was affected by by his passing and i hope they scoop up whoever did that to him yeah um yeah uh so last but not least um very last thing is the women in women mean business festival um is coming to rochester well it's not coming here it was made here um um, but the women mean business festival is a um a festival started by eastman students um and it's basically uh to promote the the um compositions and contributions of women um women in the classical music world um they will be doing a three-day festival um on day one they will be talking they will be having a panel discussion about um sexism and racism in classical music and in jazz Mm -hmm. um and then on day two they will be having um a a recital of all female composers and um will they be having that on the on the second and third day Mm -hmm. um and then on the second day as well they will be having um an event at Fuego Coffee which here in Rochester and Classically Black will be there gang, gang. at a table. Come get a business card. Come get a sticker. Gang, gang. Those of y'all who's at Sphinx know what's up. Who <laughs> like, <"Well>, merch? I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we will have uh, yeah a table there. So come see us. Come check us out if you're in Rochester. Um, come talk with us about the podcast. Come be wretched at our table. Yeah. Right. So. Um, I will link their Instagram page so you can see like all their events and learn about their founders and um, yeah, hopefully come and participate and show your support because we out here, gang, gang, women, we doing it. The best ones to do it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, fellas, you fall wouldn't back. be here without. Really, literally, <laughs> would not be here without. So and wouldn't be saying without. Venmo a woman this week. Venmo. And my cash app is <laughs> I'll be linking my <laughs> cash app account and I don't literally don't even have a cash app. But um uh-huh. all right, so moving on to intermission. All right, y'all. So it's time for intermission. And today, you know me Delaney be annoyed with like everything. So I was on Instagram per usual. Y'all pray for me in my deliverance from Instagram. It's just be so much fun. Like I just Okay, but you be on Twitter. That's true. Like you're think you're Twitter addiction is my Instagram addiction. I don't know if it's quite that bad, but my I'm definitely on Instagram less than you're on Twitter. Are you kidding? Okay, it's like equal. I don't think so. But if you had that screen time app on your phone, well, not app, but the update, then we could see for sure. But let's just say that one day last week, my Instagram time was like an hour and fifty minutes, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm doing better." okay that's not bad yes i'm I'm on instagram constantly but i do enjoy it this is fun anyway i was was on instagram and i found this uh this uh post about like orchestral fines and i was like hmm because some of y'all be so 
like doing so much in orchestra for right. no like for, for no reason for no reason and it's, the crazy thing is like just play your notes just play look <laughs> we all want to just be here and then go home like i don't understand we just want to make music and go home but y'all gotta make that process so much worse than it needs to be so it's just like this uh this old document it looks like it's from the philadelphia orchestra or fashioned after something like that i'm not gonna get to line because it's not exactly clear um but it's just like funny stuff like people assign certain fines to so i was like let's do let's play a little game and we're gonna think about uh people that we have come across in our section that have done some of the things on this fine list um that we would find them in the past and like what's that total fine and like mm-hmm. we'll just we'll take you through it and then also we're gonna say like what's our personal fine like and we'll get to that later but that was kind of difficult because it's like i literally just go to rehearsal um i'm gonna post a picture of this fine list on our and we mean fine like like charges like violations yeah violation is better wherefore it also literally says behavioral violation <laughs> so i could just read it um i'll post a, a picture on like our insta story and then later on our actual timeline so you can follow along because it's kind of, it's quite a few on here i'm not gonna go through and read all of this but don't go ahead what you got so um and i said the fine amount as well right so the first one i have is um the minute bowing and breathing questions <sighs> which is 75 dollars. which i mean could be more but um so i'm thinking like okay bowings like i get it bowings are important and um and i do think that like you know it's important to pass the bowings down your section whatever because something some composers be wilding and you gotta have bones i mean but when we got a whole page of straight quarter notes you don't have to be like so just just to clarify is is it it down up down (laughs) up down up and then for the next measure it's also down up down up down up and then again, down, up, down, up. I'm like, what else just, would it be? Quarter- what else would it be? Actually, could you do up bows on the first 17? Exactly. And then, you know, some conductors get on my nerves with that. Because it'd be like, what's the furthest way? Like, how can we make it the most difficult? <laughs> you can go up, 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 up. And then up, down, down, up. Right. Up, down. And then down, 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 down. And then as it comes. Right. Like, <laughs> or we could have just did as it comes. But Okay. <laughs> so that's 75 dollars for for y'all who be doing stuff like that and i do have a person in my head who has done that um the second one is discussing technique during break discussing technique at any time with me if you're not my teacher or somebody that i'm playing for specifically for your uh feedback is already gonna be a fine because i didn't come here to study with you and also i've never had someone comment on my technique that wasn't a teacher y'all be y'all are (laughs) both imagine minding my business in studio class someone pulled me aside first of all <laughs> I you aside. I, i'm a grad student i'm not saying that exempts me from learning but please <laughs> <laughs> like I, i've done my time i've been playing viola for a long time if you're not J- george taylor listen <laughs> baby girl <laughs> or like there's some people in my studio where i'm like okay they're like a grad student and i value their opinion i will ask them do you have comments for me or if my teacher opens it up to the thing like of course i'm not gonna be like well bump y'all because like well right no i'm gonna listen or if i ask you for something but just playing backstage actually you can lift your elbow up a little bit girl there's a difference between right there's a difference between like you know you got a little sharp and you know katie if you really think about armor first of all (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say too much because i'm really like if you know me if you know me i'm not a cocky person i'm also not a proud person but like 
technique is not one of the things I struggle with. It's just the intonation. That's the, which technique will help. That's not the point. All I'm saying is I've never had someone in my studio come up to me and be like, you know, you really could, if your vibrato was just a little bit, and if you just dropped it up, I'll be like, <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm so happy, happy I stopped myself. <laughs> okay. Whew, Chile. Yeah, but that's $200 for that. Um, and then to warming up loudly on stage. I mean, I got that too. Listen. Make it plain, sis. I mean, if you want to do a scale, a little bowing exercise, a little shifting exercise here and there. However, there are 75 musicians up here, and we don't care about what concerto you're playing. We don't. And by, why don't we have to be aware of what's going on? Why can't, why can't you? And then would it got to be... Just the, we get it. You play your instrument. We get it. We really do. We understand. Um, so that's a hundred dollars. So my total is three seventy five. But I actually have one that's not on the list because I can't remember if I ever mentioned this in orchestra pet peeves. But I'm obviously like these are specific people, and just space, having space for instruments that need space and that's not even people setting up the orchestra because that's like also them but people in the section who will come and put their bass literally a millimeter away from mine i'm like so are we playing bumper cars (laughs) (laughs) about to be (laughs) because i don't know what y'all think i just got unlimited insurance insurance on this and whatever happens happens but you bringing your bass over and bumping up against mine girl a thousand dollar fine (laughs) <laughs> a thousand a thousand so what you got $1,300 what you at $1,375 I mean that's fair I mean yeah I, it has to happen in a minute people don't bump my viola because I just be I just be so dumbfounded <laughs> <laughs> like you know you know and like how do you you gotta try to bump somebody viola like <laughs> people are so you I'm so surprised at like what how like careless people are because some guy pulled a chair back backstage when it's so crowded and they tell people with smaller instruments put their things underneath because there's so many musicians back here backstage is not a large place exactly and you unpacking your flute back here you look ridiculous so um some guy pulled his chair back to where my bass is when i tell you i swooped the chair back to where it was and looked at him like are you crazy boy anyway okay <laughs> Um, mine is kind of lengthy, but I, I'm, <laughs> because I just get, I'm, I'm not an irritable person, but like, y'all just be so loud. Okay. My first one is asking, um, really stupid questions that increase rehearsal, rehearsal time. Like not, not necessarily re- increase rehearsal time. Cause I've never been in a place where I haven't been in a place since like middle school where we rehearse longer because like the, you just can't, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we have to stop. Yeah. But it's like questions that like take up too much time and now like you know we've digressed because you want to know the history of the bow you know what i'm saying like is this for what um historical nitpicking like just like wait how much was the first one? Oh, sorry three hundred dollars for that one nitpicking like you know like you so focused on like what the section is doing you missing notes you mean like can y'all just and then can you just and then can you like i don't know it's not even like a pride thing it's just like <laughs> conducting how much fifty dollars <laughs> that's felt like that should be more but oh, it should <laughs> conducting this one should be like twenty thousand dollars conduct <gasps> when you be like conducting along because we have a rest <gasps> <laughs> it's just so annoying to watch like what are you doing my guy like what are you doing you look ridiculous you look ridiculous now your bow all in your hand you you <laughs> 
<laughs> you carry on. Okay. Oh my God, that's fifteen dollars. Okay. Questioning Boeing's. Now I say this because sitting principal. That's why I was talk, talking to somebody. I forgot who it was, and I was like, I remember my friend Jaron. Shout out to Jaron. Asked me. He was like, "What's your dream job?" And I'm like, "My dream job is a section violist in the Met." And he's like, "Your dream job? Like that's it? You want to be principal?" I said, "Why the hell would I want to be principal?" <laughs> I think principal is like one of the worst jobs because, and maybe it's different when you get to like you know professional orchestra mm-hmm. but being principal not only is like everything following you if something happens with the violas they looking at you you can't make mistakes souls have to be perfect all that other stuff and i don't know when players are like duh you all gotta be perfect like we don't do that we roll deep you know what i'm saying we gang gang in the string section oh, okay we're not that the thought of <laughs> the thought of me having a solo every piece we play would give me anxiety like oboe is just do <laughs> and i'm just like i couldn't no so and not, on top of that everyone behind you thinks they can play better than you that's that's the problem at least in school thus far mm-hmm. everybody behind you thinks that they could do your job better and i don't like that and it's like and, and some of them will tell you <sighs> not not in so many words yeah. i remember <laughs> i sat principal um in chamber orchestra my senior year at illinois state and my stand partner would try to outplay me every rehearsal and it's not you like no time. it's not even like okay you just making that up like you just insecure no you could tell the way you sit in the chair the way if i make a mistake you playing louder now it's like that's that kind of i just don't yeah. like that kind of stuff so it's like i would never want to be principal and it's like you put bowens and you'd be like okay I, y'all we're gonna do this with this and that da, da, da. and you'd be like well actually can we go this and that i'm like no we cannot yeah. like what it's just like that kind of uh i just <laughs> that's why you see me in orchestra you'd be like I always say like I love being in the middle in the back the middle better because it's like you're you could like interact with the principal still but like all eyes aren't on you but or the, it's just hard to play in the back like you have to work so hard to play to play in the back but I just be I like to chill you know what I'm saying I want to be here I, wanna, I like playing the viola and I want to play and I want to uh, contribute to the sound and I don't want to be in the front I just don't because of experiences like that and that's happened like more time than once everybody thinks they could play better than you when you sit principal and I just I haven't I haven't sat principal since I've been at Eastman because I don't take the principal audition. I don't mm. want it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's because of like experience like in my undergrad and whatever. I just don't want to sit principal period. Um, so that that's my little rant on that. Like y'all are trash. If you, yeah. if you are like that, if you think you could play better than principal, um, you can't because you would be principal. <laughs> so, or at least not on that day. Mm-hmm. So relax. Right. Okay. If that's you and you feel attacked, you should. Yeah. Okay. The shoe like, fits. Feel free to wear it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate like it's just it's just trash behavior it's not um it's not professional it just makes you a trash person like stop being so insecure and practice harder period um i mean the gag is shots fired (laughs) no (laughs) i mean (laughs) oh y'all just oh i hate that junk and then y'all be classical music elitist like because y'all anyway that's not what it's for (laughs) insane cackling the conductor's not that funny okay fifty (laughs) dollars not that funny uh, and in in combination with that forced horse cackling at the conductor, he's not that funny. And it should be more than ten dollars. When they be like, ah. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> like I'll be like, girl, the joke about Normandy is not funny. Okay. <laughs> Pencil behind the ear, you know exactly here. I'm so Jamaican. Pencil behind the, the ear. You know who I'm talking about. You could pick. You could pick. You could picture like at least three to four people who have their pencil behind the year in the year of our Lord 2019. 
I feel like some people listening probably gonna be like <laughs> taking their pencil, right? <laughs> Slowly removing their pencil from behind their ear. I love y'all for real. If you do it, you know, it's not like it's something wrong with it. It's just like I attribute certain behavior to, in my experience, mm-hmm. um, uh, the part marking, like the what is the word, the verbiage that's used on this thing um conspicuous i think yeah so it's all obvious like you right circling and the people who you marking like i remember i had a, a sand partner bless his heart and he we had to we had to um there was a correction given by the conductor like play louder or something like that he like wrote like more and like huge letters i'm like or oh, you could just put a little box around the the forte. the forte and like that could be enough it's right. like huge marking and like for we're not we're and not you gotta put it you bring your highlighter out and, <laughs> and it says like watch christine it's like or you could just write like seconds in the thing you know what i'm saying it's like we're not in middle school anymore like you mark because you, you know what it is it's like not only is it annoying it's also like someone has to go back and erase these mm-hmm. like after the cycle's over the librarians have to go back and erase these, and now you draw a picture of of a bumblebee because we have to play faster and it's right. just like or you could have just wrote you know what i'm saying yeah i worked in a library at this music festival and the bass parts were always by far the worst and most inappropriate so yeah, yeah that's not surprising little jokes and stuff like we are grown <laughs> like, and i'm like, like yeah we want to make this like we want to make this as fun as possible at the same time like people have to erase these and it's like i don't want to look at that when i'm playing you know what i'm yeah. saying like i don't want to look at the little drawings like you drew little cartoon and then when we characters. have a sectional and your teacher looking over your thing now you looking dumb because you done drawn <laughs> never mind yeah i know what you mean yeah. <laughs> and it's like you got characters and all type of junk in there i'm like for wits you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like oh y'all are so annoying and your mama paying eight thousand dollars for you to go to this music festival for you to mark up parts like that and someone has to and it's like their parts are expensive okay <laughs> originals but i mean y'all don't care about that y'all only care about yourselves um pretending to understand like obscure metaphors and stuff like that so you can laugh with the conductor that just swing that right back yeah. that was 15 dollars part marking was also 15 dollars pence my year was 25 i don't know if i said that tiresome anecdotes like the stories like backstage just go on and on and on girl we don't care about your one weird adventure to scotland you know what i'm saying oh, like <laughs> Cause people are taking notes like do not hire Katie because <laughs> anything you do because you know they, they low-key I gotta be careful with that because you know like especially like and we could talk about this at another time you know with, with the CSO the CSO okay Katie the CEO of San Francisco said like a lot of times people of color get these jobs and they leave mm-hmm. and it's like Melissa was talking to us about like how you act after you get a job and like when you're going the first the first year what they call it it's like you're on they're trying to see what's that called it's like a trial year hmm. like you you win the job but your first year is like are we yeah. gonna keep you or whatever and it's like during that during during that <laughs> during that year it's not only about i so i hear because you ain't win no job but melissa was telling us that during that year it's not only about you know having your music learned it's also about like how you interact your professionalism you know making conversations with your with your um your stand partner, you know, being interested, being want to be a part of the orchestra, stuff like that. Like I'm, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm a sociable person, you know, whatever, whatever, but I'm not going to stuff like this behind stage. When we just like, sometimes when I, when it's time for a break, I just want to be on my phone <laughs> and mind my business, you know what I'm saying? So that's going to be something difficult for me when that time comes, I win that job because it's like, I got to pretend about like your, your weird trip when you went to go visit, visit the catacombs right. like, in Paris. And I'm just like, and all y'all old men want to go out and drink beer at a bar. Now I got to go <laughs> oh. tag along with that. I mean, 
I like going out with people if I'm going. Sure. But, but in a base section. <laughs> yeah, I mean the VOs are VOs like I don't not get along with bass players, but I don't tend to be friends with them. I have like one actual friend that plays a bass. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a certain type of I mean, I'm only friends with two bass players, you and Marco, and I met Marco in a different context. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's different. I'm also nothing like a typical bass player because yeah. I tend not to vibe with them. It's just a whole different it's all that drinking and all that. I'm just like, y'all can chill. <laughs> and bass players I've known in the past, I'm they a different breed. I'm it's, just gonna say it's, that. It's yeah, just, <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, I don't belong up in here. Bass <laughs> players all around are clutching their person. Like, what you mean by different breed? I mean like y'all are weird, low key. <laughs> Violas are also weird. I'm from the outside. I mean I'm from the inside saying that <laughs> Violas are also weird, but bass players are like little percussionists go along with y'all as well. I feel like y'all come from the same cloth. Mm, percussionists, and bass players. Yeah, yeah. It's the sausage fest thing. I think yeah. that makes it that way. And then, and I feel like when players all go together, they all get along. You know, they all got they oboists. I mean, the only oboists I know know is Jasmine. She's oh, okay. No, I'm not saying them individually. I'm saying them getting along with the tr- with each other. It's something oh, that I've seen, <laughs> I've seen not work out. Really? We're not gonna get into that on. Oh, we should do like an orchestra tea episode. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sleeping with who? I'm down for the mess. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Inviting the conductor to things. Why? Fifteen dollars. Don't do it. Inviting the guests to things. You're clout chasing. It's annoying. hundred dollars. <laughs> um, last one. Warming up loudly on stage. We already talked about this. So my fine total comes to seven eighty-five. Because y'all are, are annoying. <laughs> um. Now, um, when we talk about what's your fine, and this was hard for me because I honestly, like, I literally go to rehearsal and I mind my business mm-hmm. and I go home. I, and I know it's like, Katie, you're, uh, no, I unpack, I sit, I warm up with the music they were supposed to be working. I don't work on Walton. I don't work on Mendelssohn. <laughs> I don't work on uh, Hoffner. I work on what we're playing in orchestra. Right. Because I can't, do, nine times out of 10, there's something I can review. Mm-hmm. The downbeat happens, the up, the last upbeat, and then I pack up and I go. I don't do anything else. I'm on my phone during rehearsal, unless it's a break. I don't, I don't, I don't kiki key. I don't. Mm-hmm. I literally, <laughs> only time I could think is like when I was in a in a festival that wasn't the most professional. Something might happen in orchestra. You know, I'm, I look at Cremaine, I'd be like, Whoa. yeah. I look, I, at, I look at Sierra, I'd be like, whoo. Yeah, <laughs> in high school, my friend was in the first first violin section. And I was across the room. We'd be like the whole time. That's the only time I could be like, "Y'all, I'm like you peep that." She's like, "Yeah, oh, okay." And the problem with that festival was like, I had it was, we were like an equilateral triangle. It was Cremaine the cello, Sierra in second violin, Marco behind me. I'm like, "You, <laughs> oh, okay, that's what we doing." So, but other than that, I just mind my business. So, um, cool. But I can't say my fine will be fraternizing with the management, $250. Because I used to do this in undergrad a lot because I was in the conducting studio. <clears throat> if a guest conductor comes, I'm like, so what's the move? Because I'm trying to get, you know, free meal or something. Like, what will we do? Oh, okay. <laughs> what's the move after, you know what I'm saying? Or like, if the guest conductor is dummy cool, he hanging out with Dr. Block, I'm trying to hang out too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, I will be friends with the orchestra managers, you know what I'm saying? What are we, what is the move after the rehearsal, after the concert? So that's like, as far as I get when it comes to like professional festivals, I don't do it anymore because I don't really 
be with the management like that. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's more professional. But like when I, in a school setting, you know, I'm hanging out with conductors. I'm hanging out with you know stage managers. Like whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> conductors are fun for the most part. I don't really have a problem with conductors. You have a problem with conductors? No, not really. I mean, I could think, I could think that. Right. We won't do that. Because <laughs> if we start talking too much, people at Eastman going to know exactly what we're doing. Um, I think it was also hard to, to find one for me because I'd be minding my own business, like we said. The only one that I think I, that I've ever done is there's a $90 fine for whatever reason for referencing obscure recordings. And I don't really say that because, like, I do listen to specific recordings for things. I don't just click on a different one every time because mm-hmm. they sound different. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I mean, I guess I do that. <laughs> like, I don't really see why that's ninety dollars, but my new Boeing uh, questions is only seventy five. See, I know. feel like we, I see. I feel like we should make we got to make our own yeah. and assign the fine because some of these are way more annoying than others. <laughs> and I think like the obscure recordings is like maybe you backstage and don't nobody want to hear Delaney your your new. Y- y'all hear the the box week for bagpipe and middle spoon? <laughs> you know? So I feel like that <laughs> that's probably I don't know. But yeah, uh we'll post a picture on our Insta story and also on our feed. Let us know what annoys you. You have a stand partner, you wanna what, we what can f- read them on air <laughs> if you want, we will change their name. <laughs> what fine do they have? What fine do you have, sis? Because ain't nobody perfect. Uh, let us know email us at classicallypodcast at gmail.com comment on this post and we are moving on okay so today we talked about the CSO a lot what they're going through and you know we don't have the same stature ain't nobody taking my money away ain't nobody doing nothing like that my under contract you know (laughs) you're so messy (laughs) however as musicians I feel like Every once in a while, we face certain injustices, injustices, microaggressions, whatever it may be. So I just wanted to know for our topic today, we just want to talk about some of the stuff that we have experienced that stay, stayed with us, like little things that have happened that like you've held on to, um, little injustices that you you face as we're talking about the CSO. And um, yeah, so let's, let's get into that a little bit. I watched a video over break. I don't even know why I clicked on it. I don't know why it came up in my mention. I think YouTube just does whatever. Um, and it was like, it was like a video on like the worst thing someone has ever said to me or whatever. And the interesting thing about it was like, everything that people have said, it was always like something from their childhood. And it's like, or something that they, they mom to them in passing. Yes. That don't even like, I feel like if you, if you told your mom that it bothered you, you they this wouldn't happen with my mom i'm like you don't remember it because it didn't happen to you and it didn't hurt your feelings and it's like <laughs> it's just something so small that they don't even realize yeah that and <laughs> these people it happened to them when they, they were like seven eight and it's like it they it's still like to this day. and some things were like obviously hurtful you know what i'm saying but it's like it's amazing how like you can hold on to something for so long and it'd be like yeah like that that was messed up that that happened you know what i'm saying so it, i don't know how deep it's gonna get because i ain't asked Lenny until right now <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we can go back for. I have two. I don't know. How yeah, many. me too. So we can just go tit for tat. Give me one. Give me one injustice you have faced since playing the bass um, that you've experienced. So we're doing back and forth. Yeah, let's go back and forth. Okay, so then the first one I'm gonna do is we talked about a little bit about this like before. Was just like we know classical music is seen as like elitist and all that, and there are so many people that feel like if you're not popping yet and you ain't coming to yourself and all that that you're not worth talking to yeah. or being around or 
it's weird it's so strange like you will not be looked at if you're right. you not playing well I'm like i'm still a person yeah like i was in i was in you like a sistema inspired program and like we was playing like arrangements and stuff and like i had really had no encounter with like real music like people who like like i mean like original music by like composers and not arranged for things and um and people who were on track to go to conservatories or anything like that until i went to interlocking and when I went to Interlochen, I was dead last. And there were like 23 bass players. Mm-hmm. And I was the worst one out of all of them. Because I had never even been around. I had no like concept of like yeah. Eastman or Julia. I didn't know what none of that was. Yeah. Um, and how old was I? I think I was probably 14. Mm-hmm. I think this, is, this was definitely in 2014. Girl, whatever. It was in 2014. Oh, this is recent. Oh yeah, that was pretty recent. Twenty fourteen. I don't know why you say interlocking. I, I think 15. you were. I don't know why you say interlocking. I was like, I, I think you were like way younger, but you went to a different. You went to Luzerne. Luzerne. When you were younger. Oh, yeah, okay. well, that was twenty twelve. Oh, okay. Um, but um, at interlocking, yes, yeah, so that was twenty fourteen. That was not that long ago. Um, but um, yeah, I was dead last, and nobody would talk to me yep. or be my friend in the after the seating stuff came out. It was like all the people that were like the best, the very best were like would talk to each other and then they were like the middle tier people and then it was just like Yeah, it's weird. I go to and and so it's like why would I go to a base hangout when I know ain't none of y'all gonna talk to me? Exactly. And why would I or y'all gonna act like I'm not standing there mm-hmm. or acknowledge my presence like I don't understand and the same thing happened with me just last last summer. Last summer as a student at Eastman and I met a person um at a music festival who was standoffish with me didn't really talk to me or whatever like and i was just like all right we got one of these and then we have studio class the next day and then after i play now all of a sudden you want to talk to me and we friends just because i could play don juan just trash and and then and at that point that's even that goes to something completely different because at interlocking okay the seating came out and they were like oh she ain't she ain't nothing to write home about so we're not talking to her you didn't even hear me play you didn't know anything about me and assumed that i was not um yeah that i was not worthy of being your friend or talking to you because of what but i could take a guess Mm -hmm. but (laughs) because of what but i just think that that's ridiculous you still treat people like people exactly because first of all at the end of the day we still here to learn we still all here to learn and we send in tapes to the same committee and both got here exactly so that doesn't even make any sense for you to for you to write somebody off because you feel like they don't play well enough to talk to you (laughs) and it's like i was telling you earlier it's like i had a ball at illinois state not initially Mm -hmm. i was i was miserable yeah but somewhere around my the end of my sophomore year my junior year i just turned stuff around and i started stuff started to go really well for me you know i was teaching a lot at a lead teachership at a i was teach i was a lead teacher my junior year which is like not typical and, and i was playing better and i was in the conducting studio and now i'm in the conducting studio and now people want to talk to me mm. you know and it's just like and it's like you know what i'm saying i had a good time you know what I'm saying i was i was i was i was lit you know i was i was having fun but i was i would never forget that my freshman year ain't none of y'all want to talk to me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like and, I, and i'm like noted you know what i'm saying right. um but it just doesn't make sense because i was what i was a trash violist so like i i'm not a person mm-hmm. okay like it doesn't make sense not at all but going off the, after that i think one thing for me that i will never forget 
So we did Labo in my freshman year and Labo M will always be a special opera to me because that's when stuff started to turn around for me. I, I knocked that plan. We you, we did playing exams in my undergrad, in my undergrad, the, the orchestra conductor was like, not about it. He's like, I, everybody got to play. You know, I feel like here at Eastman's a punishment. If the orchestra mm-hmm. not sounding good, Verone's like was good, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, Dr. Block had regular, it was like part of your grade, mm-hmm. like maybe two a semester. So that's when when I went there, I knocked it out of what at the park. He was like, "What happened to you?" I said, "Girl, I don't know, but we here now." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all, but but before that happened, I was waiting for a meeting to start. I was sitting in the hallway, <sighs> and shout out to Andrew Francois. He was popping back then. He popping now. Come on, St. Louis Symphony. <laughs> he was doing the seating for Labouin because even though we were incredibly small studio, not incredibly small, but like just compared, like we, there was like ten of us. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone didn't play every night just because it's just not feasible. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't think our pit, pit was too small to hold an entire viola section. I think it was like five or six people would play at a time or four to six people would play at a time. So he's he's in, he's in the hallway working on working on the seating arrangements. And it's also around the time of the ASA conference that it, the musical always fell. The musical slash opera will always fall during the ASA conference. So American String Teachers Association conference. So people would be gone, blase, blase. Andrew was auditioning. So it was like, you would assign a principal and whatever. So <clears throat> Andrew put me, this girl named Rachel, who was also a freshman at that time, comparable play- playing. Mm-hmm. And um, someone else and this girl who we'll just call Sarah. So he put Sarah... Um, her actual name is... <laughs> no, I'll link her profile picture. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, and it's crazy. There was not hey girl not sarah not that sarah but we'll just call her sarah and or becky that works too (laughs) um but he put sarah principal and um and he was like i'm i'm there Mm -hmm. i'm not like in the conversation but i'm in the hallway yeah and she's like she's like he was like to her he was like wait no don't put me with them i'm like and andrew was like you'll be okay and it's just like are you joking don't i'm literally (laughs) right here and she's like, no, don't put me with them. Because well, you have to work harder because we're not going to know our part or whatever. Like, yeah, Labo M was hard, but like, I'm still a violist. I could play the notes. I'm not playing them as well as you. But I could play the notes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I was like, did she really just? And you know what's crazy? I'm looking, I'm over here looking at little, little cute, like little 18 year old Katie. I'm like, if it was this <laughs> the Katie, the Katie who bowed it, <laughs> like I would have destroyed her, even as a trash violist. And like y'all would say, like I was, like my teacher would told me, <laughs> she was like, you could barely play in tune when you got here, cause it's true. You know what I'm saying? I was not good, but I worked hard. And it's like, you know what's crazy? It's like she ended up dropping out of school, Ooh. and only one of us is at Eastman. Ooh. So it's like that whole like. You know, you talk down to people because you cannot measure somebody by where they are today. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't talk crazy to nobody because you never know what's going to happen exactly. to you or to them. You know what I'm saying? It's like the the fact that you could say something like that. I'm right there. And you know, you're going to kiki in my face or whatever. It's like at the end of the day, you know, and I haven't really made it anywhere yet. You know, I'm a student at Eastman. I'm proud of that. You know, I haven't gotten to where I'm going, but I'm headed somewhere. And it's like you, you talking about like, oh don't put me with them i'm like you are you crazy that's so rude <laughs> that is so I would, rude. and i would never forget it and it's not like i can't say it really hurt my feelings i definitely felt some type of way about it right but i can't say like i went home and cried like it didn't mm-hmm. hurt my feelings because i'm like who are you all you do is right. get high and you know what i'm saying it's like 
I don't really care. But it's like, that's not true. I did care, but I didn't, it didn't hurt my feelings. I just felt some type of way. Yeah. And I was like, you're trash. And especially now, I'm just like, all of y'all who counted me out, you look crazy. That's why you, that's why you never count somebody out. And when I got into Eastman, my Christiana, the, I talked to her about her. She said to one of my studio mates, she's like, that's why you never count somebody out. Because it was like, we, I'm telling you, if, if I would never think I would be at Eastman. I've said that so many times. And it's like, you never count somebody out. And it's like, I'm, I'm writing to my old teacher. I told her, like, I'm considering an artist diploma, like, between these two schools. And that's like, even writing out that sentence to her in the email, like, my, my former teacher, even writing out, like, an artist diploma? Like, you mean a, you mean a, a diploma just based on playing? I couldn't, I would, I would never be able to get something like that. I would never even dream about getting something like that. Um, when I entered Illinois State University, who's going to give me an artist diploma? Mm -hmm. Who's going to let me into Eastman? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why you never count somebody out. I'm just like, y'all are trash for real. And I would never forget that. So you got you, that little person in your studio that you don't think is doing much that, that one that like play dummy out of tune, that one that I'm like, keep your mouth shut. Cause you never know. You just never know. It's like, you right now. My intonation. I mean, my intonation is fleeting. Your. My what? No, I was going to say, <laughs> you heard my intonation. I mean. What? You mean what? For you, the lesson. It, you, it, it wasn't. It wasn't during my recital. <laughs> it's a, and it's a lesson. What am I supposed to expect? And he was holding his tongue about me. So we good. All right. He, Meanwhile, my teacher, so Katie came to my lesson. That's not what the point is. Katie came to my lesson yesterday, and my teacher was like, Oh my god, that's not what he said. She was like, Delaney, you're gonna No, he did say, He was like, Delaney, you're gonna have to amp it up to to get to her level. That's not what he said. Level? (laughs) Level. That level is what he said? With your sound. Put put the. Oh, convenient how you deleted it. I didn't delete it. Give me your other injustices. (laughs) I'm ready to move on, and I'm ready for you to get out of here. Um. So. I'm a female bass player, so obviously I have things to say about that. Um, I feel like at a certain point, like you start noticing, first of all, especially like I was in this, I was in this black orchestra when I was in high school and like we was all friends and, you know, messing around and whatever. So of course, like we're, we're high school students, like being friends or whatever, but I would have guys in my section saying completely inappropriate things about like people who are my friends and like, so, you know, like that locker room talk sort of thing. But I'm like, I'm literally right here. Exactly. I'm literally right here. And you're talking about somebody I'm good friends with. Oh yeah. (laughs) So y'all really going to act like I'm not right here. Y'all really going to act like I'm not right here. Just a couple things with just dudes being absolutely absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't even get it out because y'all just because I'm trying to think of the order in which I'm going to say this, like because I have a couple of things. Mm -hmm. So like that's one thing that like it didn't really bother me until I realized how ridiculous it was. And I haven't dealt with that sort of thing in a long time. Because at this point, I'm in college. Yeah, and yeah, nobody's yeah. even out, like, outward with that type of thing. Because people are, like, dating and, like, yeah. with they have their own personal lives. People don't even really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least not where I'm at right now. They don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody oh. could come through with a story oh, about absolutely. a college person being absolutely gross. But um, I had um, a stand partner in high school who was just the worst and that's one of those things that stayed with me like the school that he ended up going to 
ended up being the school i was choosing between that school and eastman mm-hmm. um i guess i could say he went to peabody mm-hmm. and one of the re- i tried not to let that affect my decision but the fact that i would have to see his face every day yeah. actually was like i i don't want to go here yeah because also eastman was already my first choice but still yeah. i was like if i if i commit to this school i'm gonna have to commit to seeing this dude every single place i go so the first time i met him um it was i had transferred to that school so it was my first day um in string orchestra and they put the seating out on a music stand on the conductor stand and just let people go look at it mm-hmm. um so i was waiting for the crowd to die down but he went up there and he was a year older than me um and I guess he saw my name. So he comes up to me and is like, are you Delaney? Even though he butchered my name because, you know, people can't read. But mm-hmm. um, he was like, are you Delaney? And I said, yes. And he said, we're stand partners. And so um, he put his hand out to shake my hand. And he did that. Like, I have a firm handshake because my mom taught me how to shake hands. Mm-hmm. He was intentionally trying to hurt me when he sh- when he when he shook my hand, squeezed my hand, intentionally tried to hurt me. And I instinctively said, ow. And then he looked at me and was like, yeah. What? And then walked away. So that was the first time I ever met him. What? <laughs> that was the first time I ever met him. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. But like what? Is he? He was black. He was of an obscure. He was half Haitian, half Russian. I'm really narrowing this down. <laughs> well, <laughs> how he, many trash? How many half his axes? How many half half Haitian, half Russian well, bass players that go to Peabody? Well, I'm sure the girls are gonna find out. <laughs> Peabody stand up. What's good? Drop his act. <laughs> no, he trash. Right, but that's not fair. He might have changed. Yeah, no, he actually did because he got booed up, and all of a sudden his girlfriend made him a good person. But um, okay, shout out to Cardi being Offset. Same thing. Mm. I don't think Offset was actually a bad person. That's not the point of this conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, yeah. So that was the first time I ever met him, and then from then on, he would just he was just so mean to me, and it got to the point where, like, at first. Like, when I was still new and didn't really have any friends, like, I almost started crying in orchestra. And, like, that's another thing where it's just, like, if I was who I am today. Because I, I, I came up from that. Because when I almost, when I was, like, kind of tearing up, it wasn't even that I was sad. I was mad. Yeah. And I could not go off on him in yeah. the middle of rehearsal. That was really, like, like what it was. And then I got to the point where I was, like, you know what? I have to spend the entire year being stand partners with him. I know that. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I would just, it was like a wall. Mm-hmm. we were stand partners but i did not acknowledge his presence under any circumstance mm-hmm. um there was just a couple of things that he did that were just so dismissive like i remember one time he was absent and they changed something in the music like a cut or something like that that he needed to know mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh we changed a little bone here and there like something that he needed to know and i was telling him in the middle he just put his hand up <gasps> and i was like you know what <laughs> this is it i can't do it there was a, a time where there was a bug in the classroom and people was like oh my god and he and he literally said as my stand partner that's why the orchestra is no place for a woman <laughs> who is he <laughs> now, i'm telling you drop his ass i'm telling I'm about you to go through every this episode gonna be long i'm about to scroll through every oh why would you follow him on instagram i do not follow him on instagram we are friends on facebook um <laughs> I'll show you who he is. I mean, just tell me the- his name. You can edit it out. 
Edit it out, sis. Tell me his name. <laughs> I'll tell you later. No, tell me now. I'll tell you later. I want to see what he look like. I will just I text it to you. I need context. Just tell me his I name. I will just text it to Baby you. Baby girl. Because he was ridiculous. And he's the type of person. He was very weird and like quirky. And, and at first, before all that stuff happened, it was hard to it was hard to tell whether or not he was just weird or like he was just doing like weird things. Girl, I'm about to go through all 1,900 of these friends <laughs> and tell me who he is. Um, oh, this look like him right here. Him? He look like the type. The one at the top? Or? Not him right here. No, it's not him. <laughs> Girl, edit it out. Him? No. Girl! <laughs> I need to know. Here, I just typed it out for you. Um, hey, first of all, with a name like this, you need to call me. <laughs> <I'll tell> <laughs> um, I don't forgot where I even was at his story, but basically, oh, you're not friends with him. Oh, maybe he deleted his Facebook. What a smart young man! <laughs> I do have pictures with him though. Um, Why? Because, no, because like people would take pictures at the concerts oh, okay. and, and the song can show you him. But um towards the end of the year, um I remember him being like like to my friend, like, oh I was it was very clear, you know I can't fix my face. Mm-hmm. And I literally every time I was around him I was seething with rage. So I can't fix my face. And so he asked my friend, he's like, I don't know why Delaney doesn't like me doesn't like me. She seems like she doesn't like me. I'm like, I don't i know that's right and i and i told him i was like are you serious you don't know why i don't like him you? no <laughs> <laughs> really in my pictures but i'm listening go ahead um, i'm determined um and i told him i was like are you kidding you don't know why I don't, you literally are rude to me every single time was he an or, isiola huh was he an isiola no he was not hmm, okay um, <laughs> um he was in my score sure but anyway, let's move on from him because um, I have one more. Um, so after he graduated, I had a newsstand partner who actually was salty because I came in that year. And we, me and this new guy, newsstand partner that I'm mentioning, um, we were in the same class year. But I came in as a transfer student. So he thought, OK, well, this guy is principal and I'm going to be assistant principal. Well, he wasn't counting on somebody coming in and swiping up his spot. Well, so I so apparently he asked the conductor well why is she ahead of me blah, blah, blah. I was like because I played an audition better than you we had seating auditions that's, that's right. why <laughs> that doesn't make any sense you just gotta tell you gotta make it plain you gotta break it down for people like they in third grade <laughs> but step I had we had two string teachers and usually what it was like at high school is either one of them liked you and one of them didn't wow. so um the, there was one that did string orchestra and orchestra and there was one that just did string orchestra um and so the one that just did string orchestra was the one that liked me so the one that I was with more the time didn't like me so me and this new stand partner had a disagreement um we had a disagreement about um something something like like principal duties related mm-hmm. and he tried to say that I wasn't doing my job and I was like I caught sectionals like after school I stayed after school my school ended at four and I had and I had to go to lessons after school. I didn't get home till like nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, how dare you say that I'm not doing my job? I'm calling. I can't make people learn their parts. I can exactly. only hold a sectional. I'm not a qualified teacher. I'm in high school. Right. I can only do so much. Um, and at this point, with him saying that, I got so mad. Where like I get to, I don't get mad that often. Yeah. But I get to a point where I'm like, I 
we need to handle this civilly and i know if i say something to you right now i'm gonna hurt your feelings right so i told him he could tell that i'm mad and he's like let's talk about it and i said we will talk about it but we won't talk about it right now because mm-hmm. i need some time to calm down and so instead of him waiting for me to to be able to talk to him he goes to the teacher that doesn't like me and says well she's mad and she won't talk to talk uh, to me about it and tell me why this teacher told him well sometimes women uh <gasps> yeah <laughs> he's like girl i'm sorry find a picture <laughs> tell me the picture i can't find a picture he's like i'm not listening until you find a picture i want to see what he look like wait which one the same dude from yesteryear this the one from the older one? Oh. The um, Russian Haitian brought it up. Oh my goodness! No, so we, I don't. No, I don't. So we editing this out? You ain't got to. Ch- I just. You just got to show me what he looked like. I need to know what he need. I need contest because it's always the. Never mind. I ain't gonna say that. But it's always a certain type. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find a clearer picture because I just came past one, but I want to find a clearer. I want to see clear as day. Let me see. I can't really. He's in. Oh, here's a picture of me and him playing. He's cute. That's the problem. <laughs> you saw me. You saw me get quiet, right? He's cute. He is. You saw me. That's get the worst part about it. I was like, ooh, when I saw him. And then you saw me get quiet. Yep, I did. I knew that was one. <laughs> Sorry, girl. So women do what? I'm so irritated. Go ahead. Women. Ain't that the worst part about it? <laughs> but you know he. No, I can't say that. All right. So back to the story. Um. So this teacher who's been working at my school for like such a shame okay i'm sorry i'm I'm focused hold on let me screenshot it so i can (laughs) ponder it later he was such a weirdo though he look he low-key look weird and that's not true he don't look weird that's also him not in his everyday attire that's him in um orchestra like in a tux or the suit (laughs) your face but what also, a waste yeah what a waste yeah and he also wanted them that don't date black women but anyway um <laughs> keep going before i get into my feelings <laughs> um anyway um so this this educator who's been working at a, a school for like 30 years literally says well in my experience with women it's either you looked at them the wrong way or something that's something so small that it's just like not even you just gonna have to wait for her to get over it because what wife is he on First of all, you know, I'm not going to get into his wife. (laughs) (laughs) This this is getting really disrespectful. (laughs) In terms of what I was about to say. (laughs) Oh, she like a heffalump? Okay, anyway. um, Answer the question. question. Even him. Because when when I heard that, because I heard that from someone, from my friend who was in the room at the time. And I was like, first of all, let's talk about your experience with women. Because what has that been? I would have paid how god you time travel you in the works with this i want to be in the room because i just want to because how how dare you start a sentence with well with my experience with, with women, women because meanwhile you got a pot belly and a, no you know what let's just what happened nah. what else does he have nah. Angry stains, <laughs> ketchup stains you're a Cheese teacher whiz. a teacher and who am i going a teacher saying that about me you for for somebody who is who is implying that i don't do a job that i do better than you Talking about your experience with women, your limited experience. I was gonna say something so. This is hard it, to navigate. This episode. <laughs> it is hard. 
Ask, comment down below if y'all want the the password. Right. We might, we might do, you know, Instagram got that new feature that's close friends. So we could do a live with then like just people who want to see it. We yeah, do, let like, us close friends live where we just spill it all the tea. We dropping names, ads, ads, <laughs> addresses, social security, blood type. What, what you want? <laughs> Pop belly, what he? I could I could picture the type of man that's this to you. Like I in just, classical music too. Mm-hmm. Is he born at the time? Yeah, people. <laughs> Since I've been here, I know the type. I just can't believe. I'm just, oh, Chile. I'm mad you really got that spot on. (laughs) Spot on, indeed. (laughs) Okay, you suck for that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even get that instantly. (laughs) This episode is taking a turn. All right, what's yours? Mine is a very small one, and it kind of ties into the what I said earlier. So. When I was auditioning, <coughs> excuse me, when I was in the process of auditioning for Eastman, everybody, not, that's not true because if you know me, you know that if I'm auditioning for something, you will not know. That's just right. like, that's just how I am. Because it's not even like a pride thing. It's like, if I take an L, I don't need you asking me how it went. Yeah. So, um, when I was in Cincinnati, Cremaine found out that I was in Cincinnati and like reamed me. And I'm like, my mama. I never asked you how that went because. <laughs> my mama knows, my mama didn't even know that I was in Cincinnati. My grandma found out because my uncle walked me from my gate oh, I see. to, and I knew if he saw me traipsing through the, the terminal at Newark, at, uh, in Newark, he would curse me out, uh-huh. you know, act like he don't work there. Yeah. So I told him and then he, my grandma found out. I, I just don't, it's not even like it went terribly. I just didn't, I didn't get it. So I, that's some, whatever. So I'm moving silence, but a couple of people who needed to know knew I wanted to audition at Eastman. And they also knew if you knew I wanted to audition at Eastman, you knew that I, it was like the, the thing I wanted most in life at, up until that point. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking a lesson with somebody and I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'm auditioning for Indiana, whatever. And blah, 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 blah. But I really want to go to Eastman. Like I love Mr. Taylor, but I just came, I was just came back from the, um, from the, his viola retreat. Mm-hmm. I love working with him. I learned so much. He told me he wanted to go, but he was like, sis, you got to do this, 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 and this. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay I'm gonna do the do this <laughs> and you know I'm all I'm like I have to go here like I have to work with him blase blase and they look at me and they're like well Eastman's just a school and it's like it's such a small thing but it like hurt me so bad because like you you're my teacher you know I want to go there and you don't think I can get in so you're like Eastman's just a school and it was like it's yes it's a building it's just a school Mr. Taylor is just a teacher but it means so much more than mm-hmm. that to me and it's like it's such a simple comment that just really, really upset me. Yeah. Because if it, if I was a different violist, you wouldn't have said that. Yeah. You know, you would have been like, well, you know, like it's perfectly within your reach. And yeah, exactly. Well, good luck to yeah, you. Yeah, good luck to you. And I like, let me know when you get in. It's like, but because of who I was and like you see me, that's why I'm so excited to, Um, I feel, I feel bad for my previous teachers. Not bad, but it's just like, I'm so excited to like start a new journey with a new teacher who is getting me where i am now because she has no context of how far i've come mm-hmm. unless i tell her yeah so she's just like taking me for what i am now but i feel like teachers who just know like how the, like the mud you came through mm-hmm. like they have this like this connotation where like it's just a school girl and like mm-hmm. mm, i don't know about that and it's like this this new lady she had no idea she don't know nothing about me she's like she just know i play well and she's like well let's just let's just do this you know what i'm saying it's like that i just didn't like that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and even to this day i'm i'm about to graduate from eastman and i still every interaction i have i still think about that i'm like i thought it was just a school yeah mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and that's why like this whole idea idea like i'm just, I'm just careful with who i share stuff with i'm careful with like people who be like 
oh, I'm so proud of you, blase, blase. And it's like, no, you shocked. That's what it is. You're not proud. Mm-hmm. Some people be like, you know, Mr. Taylor be like, I'm just so whatever, like, you've come so far. Like, that's genuine. Mm-hmm. But some people, I'm like, nah, I shocked you. And that's why you should, like I said before, you should never count somebody out because you just never know. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, Eastman is just a school. It's just a building. It's right here on Main and Gibbs. Like, ain't nothing special about it. It's literally just a building. But, like, I wanted to come here mm-hmm. and, like, you didn't think I could. And that's the problem I have. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I knew he's gonna end it up topping off with that. <laughs> Annoying. But um, let us know. You know, classical music is hard, and the thing I always say is like, I hate people who make classical music harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, let us know what you face if you want to. You could always email us. We read them. You know, people yes. be emailing us. We 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 read them. We respond. We respond. If you DM us, like girl, people be like girl. Then I'll be like girl. You're right. <laughs> like, I see. Yeah, like we we respond. So let us know, like if it's something you want to share, because like we end this together and people be wilding. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's you like, want us to read somebody on the air? We sure will. And it's like you. I want to read somebody on there. I want to read somebody because sometimes you can't do it yourself, and you just to tune in and hear somebody drag, drag. the person who has been getting on your nerves through the mud. We should that should be a segment that'd be freaking hilarious. Now Chris on D- and Kiffy are in our DMs, right? With they lawyers. <laughs> oh, here go a picture. All three of us. Um, I was looking for this picture because it's someone took a picture in orchestra of me with the stand partner mm-hmm. and um the conductor that said that about me. You know what? I'm gonna be fair. I thought he was gonna be a little bit fatter, but yeah, this is this looks about right. <laughs> oh, the nose and everything, and the lack of neck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not the lack and the shirt. I'm surprised this is not a Hawaiian shirt through and through. Mm. I think it'll be. I would believe this picture more if it was a Hawaiian shirt. Okay, this was in the summertime. Like this was in like the end of the school year. What does this say? Oh, yeah. Yep. See, I could. I, there's so much content in this picture. Yeah, man, he got hairy arms. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something after that that would just let us know if you want us to post this pic. <laughs> no, you know, imagine. I mean, it is on my Facebook. What? <laughs> okay, we're moving on. <laughs> right. All right, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because it's room for everybody at the top. Who you got this week, Delaney? All right, <laughs> so um, for Black Excellence this week, um, I'm highlighting Amanda Collins. Hey, Amanda! <laughs> oh, okay, couldn't even get her second last name out. Oh, what's her? Amanda Collins Escalante. I heard her play at Gateways, and my I, my edges are still right. I was like in Hawkshine. I was like, I recognize her from Gateways. Yeah, she when she played whatever the what that was, and the horn. <sighs> <laughs> so, um, she is a horn player that's just uh, recently been uh, welcomed to the fa- faculty at the University of Missouri School of Music, um, beginning in the twenty nineteen to twenty twenty school year. Um, she's been appointed to the position of assistant teaching professor of french horn go ahead girl well deserved right she's um she's taught at montgomery college mm-hmm. and university of uh district of columbia and mm-hmm. the duke ellington school of the arts Show um she has degrees from southern methodist university mm-hmm. and penn state shout out to richard hey richard um she's also a member of the black pearl uh chamber orchestra come on chamber orchestra yes ma'am um and the american studio orchestra yes, drag um, so we just okay. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> well, I just happened to see more black faces on faculty because you know Mr. Taylor, the only one we got here, yeah. and um, 
just for people to cut like because like I said like that boy who looked at me and assumed I couldn't play well now you going into a studio with somebody who better drag your drag you by your edges every week um one time when one look like Taylor when Miss Taylor dragged this this chamber group I mean drag them I mean like and I'm just like that's right black man dragged them right it just it just gives me so much pride you know what i'm saying yeah. like he's a black man in the space and you will listen to them yeah. so amanda gather them and let them know that they got a blow no harder. mercy no mercy <laughs> tell them they flat <laughs> you're annoying tell them to cup their hand what they gotta do with horn they got a cup you got a cup right horn players are like that's not how it works but i remember when i heard you gotta you gotta cup you gotta <laughs> I'm gonna like take that. your word for it. I never even touched. Actually, no, I did play the French, French horn. French horn is hard. Um, we did an instrument swap thing, and I played the French horn. I don't remember what it was like though. When I, when I was on the French horn, we were doing um, track five. So I'm like, I must be good at this. I'm like, I'm gonna be so good at this instrument. And I'm gonna learn, and I, I blow the thing and go. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, I wanted to be good at horn, so I just went to teach. I'm like, I wanted to be so good at this instrument. How was about Amanda? Right. Oh, well, horn. I mean, yeah. Okay, we're not that far. <laughs> but still, she's probably going to be like, I was going to repost this, but never mind. <laughs> Congratulations to her. Congratulations, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're moving on to Piece of the Week. What you got this week? My Piece of the Week is Zagan by Maurice Ravel. You see me talking about Ravel? I keep forgetting that I don't have a problem with Ravel. Yeah, I mean, he hangs on by a thread with me. I mean, it's very. Chloe and, you know. But Zagan slaps. First of all, it's a it's a showpiece. The first half is just solo violin, and then orchestra comes in. But it's lit. Boom, da, 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 yeah, like he's like not da, fully da, all over the edge. Da, but da, da, that reminds da, me. I was da. talking with Richard, and we were looking at the programs for the things for the events going on. Tell me why there was a program that had Ravel on it, which I was like, mm, but okay. Then it had Debussy, and it also had Copeland. I was like, we, so. this needs to be canceled. <laughs> I was like, cancel this. Copeland. You know what? If I ever did something with it for the FBI, that they have to torture me to play, play that program. I mean, I mean, you have to take Ravel off because I will bet my enjoy Ravel, mm, depending on what it was. I feel that would be worse. You know how they do like? Do they still do the, the drip thing where they just drip a, a drop of water on you? Because it eventually erodes your skin. You know what I'm talking That's about? That's crazy. Yeah. I rather, I rather that than listen to WC. Okay. This, <laughs> now you walk in, you walking down, shoot over your lane. Now there's a bag over your head. <laughs> say like well you said lamarisis i gotta be careful because my fbi agent is very thorough all right no, he does he does a very good job i went on you know third love the broad company oh yeah i went on third love briefly took a quiz and everything i'm like i might could buy a bra from third love why every ad on youtube from then that was in january no cap that was in january from then until now every ad on youtube is third love every single one I went to University of Cincinnati. The little bar ad mm. on YouTube, University of Cincinnati. My FBI agent is thorough. Shout out to you. <laughs> agent 49,361. You lit. You the real one. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to email us. Piece of the Weeks, uh, Black Excellence, Intermission Ideas at Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, y'all.